Welcome, everybody. We are joined again by Miss Lindsay Bebo. I got it right this time. I'm getting better. I'm telling you, I'm getting better. But we are joined again by Miss Lindsay Bebo. I am Alex Valdez with another episode of Broncos Brawl. Um, another episode where we get to talk about our lovely Broncos and another win. Oh, no. Not a win. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's let's dive right into it. Let's not hold anything back. We can we can talk about our holidays real quick. I mean, did you have a good holiday? I had a great Christmas. I had a great Christmas Eve. Uh, my brother and my sister basically last minute were like, yeah, we're going to go spend it with our significant others. So my mom and I ate Chinese food and watched all the Christmas episodes of The Office. Um, but then... Uh, probably not the right podcast. I deal with like seasonal depression. So the last week after Christmas hasn't been that great, especially with the Broncos game, but I'm on the up now. So I'm happy to be here. (laughs) It doesn't help. Uh, Yeah. My holiday was oddly, I mean, it was great. I got to hang out with some family and my son was happy and uh, you know, uh, we got to crank out some presents and it was oddly still nice regardless of COVID. Yeah, no, definitely was, it definitely turned out better than I thought it would. It was nice to just like, there weren't any expectations. It was just, you just chilled with your family. My brother had Alvin Kamara on his fantasy team. So he was loving the day. I won $11 on that game. Uh, Yay. Any money one is good money. Even if you bet like what ten, I think I, I think I bet about what a dollar last night on the Nuggets, and I won like ninety eight cents back. So whatever. Free money is free money. Is free money. Right. I mean that was that was more money than I had when I started, I guess. Well, what the problem was is I bet twenty dollars on Alvin Kamara getting a touchdown to win six because I was like free money, free money. Wish I had bet on him doing more. <laughs> I made a lot more money. Right. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, people always go, you know, um, oh, I knew he was going to score or I yeah. should have bet more. Like, no, you didn't. All it is is like you were like, oh, man, if only I had bet more. That's yeah. that's yeah. how betting goes. You yeah. you didn't have no inkling. You, you didn't, uh, you know, see a crystal ball. It was just I should have bet more. Let's yeah. be honest. And I, Six dollars. That's my nectar juice. So I, I'm happy. All right. Well, oh. By the way, what's up with your shirt? Your uh, <laughs> Oh, my I, new special shirt. <laughs> we need to get you like some, you know, Twitter education on, you know, how cameras whip some stuff. Okay, so here's so Alex is referring to. I bought a shirt off Brandon Perna, and if you're a Broncos fan and you don't know who he is, you're not a Broncos fan because he's amazing. Uh, he was originally that's good Broncos, and then he realized, oh wait, I have mass appeal. So now his station is that's good sports. This, I have that correct, right? Okay, he deserves With all DNPR. the proper. Yes. Um, and he had a shirt that I saw on his Instagram that he was selling, and it had a picture of a horse, a chicken, and a lock. Am I am I allowed to say what that is? On this you know, show? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure people understand what it means. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to get in trouble with the cursing, which I've done a great job. This is episode three, and I haven't cursed once. Thank uh, you. Anywho, sure. so I got the shirt, and I was all excited, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'll post a picture with it, um, just as like a hey, yay, like let's get pumped for the game. 
I forgot, though, that when you take a photo with your front camera, it flips because it's like a mirror. Well, I have a big forehead. And so when you take a picture, <laughs> it like switches everything. And sometimes, depending on how my hairline is, it just looks weird. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take it on Snapchat. Then I'll just know what it looks like. It's fine. Because Snapchat doesn't flip it. Well, I also forgot that the shirt wouldn't flip. So instead of a horse, a chicken, and a lock, it was a lock, a chicken, and a horse. Nobody said anything, so I didn't notice. And you were the one to, like, repost it and pointed it out. And I was mortified. Well, I mean, I was like, what is lock, <laughs> lock, chicken? I, I I was like so confused. I was like, is this, a, didn't even is this a new uh, T-shirt that you know no one knows about? But Brandon retweeted it and he didn't say anything. So well, maybe that's why, because Brandon's a funny guy. So maybe he was just making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> let's get to uh, the guys in the orange and blue, and actually, let's get to uh, a couple celebrations. You know, maybe um, Justin Simmons and Bradley Chubb both Pro Bowl selections. Yes, well Kudos deserved. Kudos to those fellas. Um, they leave anyone out? I, if you were to say, so I've been thinking about this, and I guess, because everyone keeps saying Garrett Bowles, what about Cheryl B. Harris? Do you think he should have made it? Oh, good one. Very good one. I feel like he almost, it's so weird, because he's played well all season, but I feel like he wasn't, like, he hasn't really got onto people's radars to the last couple weeks. I feel like, the Kansas City game was his big, like, I, you know, I am, I'm here game. Um, and then since then, he's just been on fire. So it's hard. I mean, definitely Garrett Bowles. I think that's 100%. And I, I don't know. It's hard for me. Like, am I being biased with the Shelby Harris? Or I don't, I don't think you are. He's one of the best three tech defensive ends in the entire league. And he leads the league in batted balls at the line of scrimmage. I mean, once is, you know, what are they? I don't know what the particular saying is, but once is, you know, uh, an anomaly or, you know, two is twice as a pattern. Regardless, I don't, I don't know what the saying is, but you can't tell me that that's not an acquired skill. And that guy is doing it once or twice every game, and it's coming up big. um, So much so, I mean, he's won games batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. So um, that, in and of itself, the entire defensive line is totally different when he's out there. Um, Rushing the passer, I mean, he got to the passer this last game. Um, Mm -hmm. Stops the run batted balls at the line of scrimmage if he's not getting to the passer i mean this guy is the complete package and i feel like maybe um maybe he didn't make the pro bowl one because i mean he's on a losing team and he also was out three uh, three four weeks this this -hmm. season due to covid so um that definitely did hurt him but yeah yeah i mean if anyone is at least deserving of a pro bowl alternate it's definitely shelby harris and uh also just one one point is Garrett Bowles definitely deserved to be on there. I mean, yeah. good Lord, the guy has been money. He has been not even arguably, he has been our best offensive player all season. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to make my prediction now. So you know how as we get close to the Pro Bowl, people just are like either you know they're on a good team, so they're still playing, or and they can't attend, or they're just like, 
I don't know. I don't want to do this, especially this year. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people not wanting to attend this year. So mark my words, both Bulls and Harris will be invited. I don't know if they'll both decide to play. I think Bulls definitely, has Harris made made a Pro Bowl before? No. Okay, so if it's both of their first times, then they're more likely to. But I'm making that prediction right now. Both will be invited as people start dropping out. That's fair. I, I hope so, man. I mean, this guy's having one hell of a year. I mean, it's been an up and down year, yeah. mind, but he's having of one hell of a year. COVID. I know. Congrats. His own plane ride home. Yeah. Oh, his own private jet plane line. I mean, <laughs> the guy is on another level this year and totally deserves the next contract he's about to get this offseason. I hope it's with the Broncos. If it's not, I still hope the guy gets paid uh, out the wazoo. Well, let's get to our quick uh, predictions about our last game. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to go ahead and take it out from here? So about, what was it, about one quarter in, I started getting worried that I was going to look like a complete jackass again. Uh, no, you know, Melvin Gordon was getting some good runs. Noah Fant wasn't really getting the ball. And I was sitting there like, Mm, Lindsay, you should have known. But when I looked at the end, let me just read these off to you. Um, let me pull that up. So when all is said and done, Melvin Gordon had 16 carries for 79 yards, which is averaging just below five yards a carry, which is very impressive. I mean, However, we're talking, about, we're talking about every time he touches or second time he touches the ball, the guy's getting a first down. So. Yeah. Exactly. Right. However, he also zero receptions, zero, which I thought was going to be. I thought that's where he was going to be the big playmaker, but I we'll get into it later. But the Broncos had a completely different plan. Noah Fant went six for nine with 65 yards and only one other person or Deshaun Hamilton was the only other guy who got more yards than he did. Wow, so you're saying no, I he wasn't... dropped three receptions, I guess? Hey, I'm just saying it wasn't as bad as my pick last week. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Not every, not every target is going to be catchable. There every was target. merit to this pick. Although I do, I would give you the score on this one. Um, yes, I, was, uh, I had the score wrong, but I had the three-point difference. Yes, I... Um, just to recap, Lindsay had it 30-27 Chargers. I had it 30-24 Chargers, and that is a six-point gap versus her three. So uh, kudos to you, miss. We definitely both got a little too excited at the uh, offensive prospects of both of these teams. Uh, did we, though? I mean, you know, let's just hop into it. Let's let's talk about it. I mean, all right. So the good, the good stuff. Go ahead. Rattle off some of the good stats. Okay, so some of the good stuff. So Melvin Gordon, with his, like you said, basically every two carries getting a first down. That was pretty impressive. Um, Trying to find some good stuff. Well, so Deshaun Hamilton had some great catches. The one at the end that almost won us the game. Right. Um, Jerry Judy was more involved this week. That's what is it, 15 targets? Yes! That's 
That's, that's good. All right. Um, all right. Well, we tried it. Yeah, we tried. That's that's really all I've got for you. All right. Well, we tried. Let, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, uh, you guys watch the game. Drew Locke, 24 of 47, 264, and two interceptions. Last interception, never put on the quarterback. No. I don't even believe if it's obvious, you know, it's a Hail Mary, especially if it's caught by an offensive player like Mike Williams. I, I don't count that. Um, so, I'm yeah. Especially because I don't even know if he should have been. I don't think he should have even been in that position to be throwing the ball. Agreed. And um, looking back at the game. All right. You know, let's just I'm I'm trying to circle around it. I'm trying to stay away from it. But let's talk about it. It it pains me. It pains me. Let's talk about it. Jerry Judy, the guy. Um, I'm not going to pile on. I'm just going to call it how I see it. The guy had one of the worst um, games as a Denver Broncos wide receiver that I can remember. Um, I I believe they accredited him with seven drops, um, one in the end zone, one that would have been at least a game-tying field goal position um, late in the game. The guy was... I mean, he was beating himself up, so there's no reason for us to pile on. Oh, yeah, um, no. If, anyone, if, if anyone's that. going to be hard on themselves, there's no one harder on themselves than uh, Jerry Judy in the 5280 right now. So no. the guy is beating himself up. If you want, like, look, you can go online and read all the mean comments. That's not what you and I are about. We are, we're going to tell it like it is, but we're going to always be on the side of optimism. And I was, I'm sure you saw it as well. Look, that was atrocious. And the reason it's more atrocious, I I was listening to um, Andrew Mason and Zach Stevens, and they were talking about what's so different about it is usually, I mean, think about it. Like if Peyton Manning's quarterback and one of his rookie receivers drops two balls, do you think he's throwing it to him again? No. Whereas Drew Locke continued to throw it to Judy. So it's, it's one of those where it's like, yes, he dropped the ball a lot, so I can't say. But I'm not going to say he had the worst game ever because usually people wouldn't even get as many opportunities as he did. So I'm sure that they would look much worse. This is me just talking out of my ass trying to make this better than it was and like somewhat justify it. But it's true. Okay. I mean, if we uh, you know, get down to the nitty-gritty of it all, he was terrible. He so beat himself so up, and that was the the bad part about it was he knew he was bad, and he just couldn't get out of it. Um, the good thing is, is he knew he was bad. He was beating himself up over it, and he was trying to fix it. So yes, like you said, I mean Peyton Manning is not going back to you know yeah. who is whoever he's going back to. If Eric Decker's he, dropping those balls. He is not throwing it to Eric. Right. I mean, you had your chance. Now I'm going back to DT on the other side, who I trust. So um, Jerry Judy was, I mean, he had to be at least the either wide receiver one or wide receiver two all night. So especially with uh, KJ Hamler coming out. So he was going to be on the field. He And, you know, I will put a positive spin on this. I, I said it on Twitter too, is – the reason he was dropping so many passes was okay. Well, there is no reason to drop passes. That's what you're paid to do. But the guy was open on every single one of his dropped passes. So the guy is still as electric as you drafted him to be. He is still getting off the line. He is still still working fools off the line. 
Now he just needs to bring those in. So, Jerry Judy, I'm, I'm not trying to pile on, man. We both know, I mean, Alabama fan here, I know what you can do. You are going to kill it. Um, there is no worry for me. Um, and you know, the great part is, is last year around this time, or I guess not even around this time, last year midseason, last year midseason, uh, Broncos fans were saying Noah Fant was a bust. Yes. Yes. And the great part is, is, if that's his trajectory is, you know, no offense, a top five tight end in the league. And if Jerry Judy is going to be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver, just because he had a rocky wide receiver one season where honestly he wouldn't be the wide receiver one if, uh, you know, Cortland Sun was here. So you're asking this guy to do everything and more as a rookie and I don't think people understand that you were going from algebra one to, you know, calculus, uh, you know, getting your doctorates uh, at the next level when it comes to, you know, what kind of plays you're looking at. Yes, Alabama runs, uh, you know, some pro plays and they run a pro system, but it's nothing like what you're going to see at the next level. So, Jerry, Jude, I have no worries about you, man. Just let's file this one as... Uh, one ugly game that you can learn from. And I hope, I'm sure it has. I think the big issue here with him was because of his previous tweets. You can't tweet, at least I got my conditioning in and then be given 15 targets and drop seven of them. Right. Which again, I'm sure he's learned, you know, and it's why I would never want any sort of fame because like, I don't want people like, I had an Ambien prescription at one point. I sent some bizarre texts during that time. If I was famous, I don't want that stuff popping back. Like, I don't want people being like, hey, remember when she did this? Um, so I hope, I, I don't think he'll do something that stupid again. I don't understand why we go through this every year with these rookies. Like, just stop being stupid on the internet. Right. Um, but I do. I think this is going to be 20 years from now when we're watching his 30 for 30. This is going to be that beginning part that excels him to greatness. Well, you know, someone who plays and was above his age at even this time in his career was Cortland Sutton. And yes, even Cortland Sutton was um, somewhat immature here and there, but the guy is crazily missed right now. Um, Not just on the field, but I mean, take Jerry Judy under your wing, Mm -hmm. let him know like, Hey, drops happen. I need you on this next play. I need you to sell this next play, even if you're not getting the ball. I need you to, uh, and again, this is going to sound harsh, but I need you to shut up on Twitter and just go out there and produce. So mind you, no, every player is, you know, totally validated when they want to get on their own social media. Just make sure that you're posting the right kind of stuff. So Jerry, Judy, that, that, you know, let's let's learn from it. Let's move on. Well, let's and talk about- I think if we're oh, sorry, if if we're going to give Drew Locke all these passes of there was no preseason, there was no offseason, yada yada yada, then we have to give Jerry Judy the same pass. Yeah, and KJ Hamler, and I mean, again, we're talking about three young players. You can throw in Noah Fant. We're talking about four young players. You can throw in. Albert Okawebunam, five young players that are all in this offense that are going to grow together for at least the next two years and at least have this next offseason together. So um, 
man, I mean, you see how electric KJ Hamler is. You see Jerry Judy just working dudes off the line, and Albert Okawebunam was slaying fools down down the seams. So, and of course, I mean, Noah Fant can make the case for a top five tight end. Yeah. Now it's oh, all yeah. about just getting Drew Locke. Um, and them some chemistry. I tweeted about it, you know, maybe starting some kind of uh, GoFundMe page to get get all these guys, you know, tested. And then in one mansion, they can, you know, what is it? Big brother this thing out and just, uh, you know, get out there and throw 100 balls a day. I, I don't care what it is. Just get, yeah. get on the right page. And, you know, Jerry Judy, you know, was posting all these amazing videos of himself running these routes, which, dude, I mean – there's nothing wrong with your route running. Yeah. Something's wrong with your hands. Let's let's get you in front of a jugs machine. Show me you catching, you know, a thousand balls in a row. Let, yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, I'll donate one, my six dollars I won on Alvin Kamara to this project. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, thank you, Alvin Kamara, for fixing the Broncos. <laughs> the bad thing on defense. I mean, yeah. we all expected um, Vic to kind of you know, have to patchwork this up. And our number one cornerback was a guy I've tweeted about it. He was cut what three times this year by three different teams, including the Broncos. He was our number one cornerback. Um, he reminds me a lot of Bradley Roby, uh, a guy that you definitely want as your third cornerback, the guy that is just going to go out there and lock down the third wide receiver. But as a number one, man, this guy struggled and that's uh, Devonte Bosby. The tweets I was reading about how, I guess, he got benched, begged to get back on the field, then missed the tackle, and then got benched again. I was like, oh, it's just so hard to read. Like, you never want to read something like that. It's cringe. And what's bad, too, is you're going to be the starter again, most likely, because the Broncos have nobody. Literally have, nobody. Right. We're 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 starting Motleys and Bosby's and who's the Whatsies? And I mean, who's the next guy they're just gonna pull off the street? I mean, we are about three injuries away from you playing next week, so Hey, I do play football. I broke my collarbone playing football, so Well, all right. Slow down there, Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about the uh <laughs> 67-yard field goal attempt or lack thereof. Um, in the late in the game, again. Late in the game, you mean the last play of the game. Late, well, I mean, late in the game, Jerry Judy drops drops oh. what should be a touchdown. So, uh, again, we shouldn't be in this position to start with. That, By the way, if he catches that touchdown, Drew uh, Locke is over 300 yards, yeah. and he has a touchdown. And nobody's so, talking about Jerry and Judy. And no one is talking about like, Drew Locke, which, by the way, I don't think anyone should be talking about Drew Locke. He had one bad throw, maybe, you know, a questionable couple bad throws, but um, you watch um, Tim's stuff that he's been covering lately, Tim which Jenkins. is awesome. Yes, you, you watch Tim Tim's stuff. Um, brilliant stuff. Please go and watch it. I, I don't care if we're drawing interest away from our own podcast. Uh, it does everyone's uh, general knowledge that much more when you actually know what the hell you're looking at and talking about. So go and watch Tim stuff. Drew Locke had himself one hell of a day. He had one hell of a throw too down the seam to Jerry Judy. That would have been a maybe 35 yard uh, tying field goal, but alas, it was dropped and the rest is history. So Lindsay, would you have gone for, 
67 yard, which would have been just under a Bronco record. I believe it's 68 yard. Um, I could be wrong, maybe 64, but um, Bronco record, possibly 67 yard field goal attempt with Brandon McManus, who has not been McMoney of late. So Matt, I just checked Matt Prater holds the record. It's 64 yards. So this would have been a game record, uh, breaking record. Uh, if you gunned my head, I say go for the field goal. Um, I think it would be a little bit easier to say that since, yes, McManus, what was it, 37 he missed, but then he hit the one over 50. So that would give me a little, like, if you don't have the 50, I think it's a little bit harder to say, yeah, confidently go for the 67. But to me, it's like, it's Drew Locke. I mean, how how I really wish there was a statistic. How many times has the Hail Mary actually worked? And how many times has it actually worked by somebody not named Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? It's just, it, it's not going to happen. And if it does, wow, then it's one of those like, uh, was it the right decision or did it just work out? What's that phrase? You know what I'm saying, right? Yes. You guys, I'm not going to help you because I don't know what phrase you're talking about, but I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it the right decision or did it just work out? But for me, it's like, oh, no, we're not going to make the playoffs. Brandon McManus has the foot. Might as well try and break a record. And I just think your odds of tying it with a field goal were a million percent higher than Drew Locke slinging it down the field with his eyes closed, hoping somebody catches the ball. That's just never going to work. It's just not. Right. Um, Well, if. I guess this is twofold. So one, me being an Alabama fan, I have watched the Iron Bowl where Auburn ended up taking that short kick, uh, short field goal kick all the way back and won the game. So I feel like out of all the Broncos luck in 2020, that's what would have happened. Not that the Chargers would have needed it, but that is something I feel like it would have come up short. If had if it had been, um, you know, I don't know, relatively closer, maybe under under 64, or even if it had been in Colorado with a rarefied air where that ball lifts farther, maybe you have a point, but I don't know. I mean, both are just, you're grasping at straws, and both are um, figuratively and literally Hail Marys. So, um, and I mean, if we're being honest, Brandon McManus has not been a sharp guy this i mean what's going on there i mean well it's funny it, I, ever since I, he got his uh his contract uh re-upped i mean the guy has just been like all right i gotta live up to this i'm, I'm just gotta i gotta make everything look like it's gonna go 50 yards regardless i told i think we talked about it either last week or the week before the guy gets in his head he's i have called it like you can see it too when he goes to kick it's usually kind of obvious oh he hit yeah the, he, how, how do you hit the upright twice that's what I want to know. I just, and, I don't know. But then, uh, I don't know. He definitely, all of these guys, like, I need them all. We have a mental problem on our, on the Broncos. I want them all on, like, a retreat in the woods with no phones, with just, right. like, a yoga instructor and a meditator and nothing but, like, all healthy meals and I whatever. Whatever people do on those weird retreats. I want that. I will, again, right. I will donate my $11 to kickstart or $6 right. or whatever. The next time we see this offense after this Raiders game, I, I, I hope to see, you know, at least, you know, Jerry Judy and uh, Drew Locke doing trust falls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
anyways, <laughs> what, what uh, we'll get to this uh, next game, but we definitely want to uh, make sure we pay some bills here. So we're going to take a quick short break. And we're back. So, yes, we're talking about the uh, Broncos versus Chargers. It's it. I guess it stings just a little bit more just because it is a rival and you were looking for at least one one sweep with one team this this uh, in this division. But I don't know, I, I guess for me, it it hurt even more just because I'm, you know, I've got a little bit of sour grapes, with Chris Harris. So I was like, yeah, let's stick it to him and all that. But that, sour that, grapes. That's, what do you, how the is guy, that? The guy got a raise late last season, and then he still darted for less for a, I mean, maybe it's a better team. I mean, record-wise, it's a better team, but it's really not. So the guy left, and he knew where he was going. So don't tell me it was like, oh, he had all, he only, he only had this one option. This guy chose the Chargers. So, um, yeah, I mean. I have a soft spot for him in my heart, so I will not say Of course, of course, of course. I, you know, I mean, the guy, there's no Super Bowl without Chris Harris. So I appreciate that, Chris. But you're on arrival now. I got to hate you. That being said, let's talk about this. Speaking of rivals, let's talk about this next game. The the last time we faced the Raiders, it was... It was about as ugly of a game as any this season, especially so I had through Locke. how bad it was before I especially looked at it. Like, it was so bad. Well, in the last game versus the great and powerful Raiders, which honestly, they're not. That's that's the no. best thing about this is John Gruden is signed for another seven years, and Love he it. is just taking this team exactly where I thought he would take nowhere. You can't go into new age football with old age tactics. And that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, the guy is still scoffs at, uh, you know, statistics and all that. So whatever, that's his loss. But right now the Raiders have had our number. I mean, 37 to 12, this last game and four interceptions for Drew Locke. Four. I I (laughs) don't Go ahead. I mean, well, have at it. So, yeah. So, it looks like last time he did throw for a touchdown. So, you know, that's more than he did this week. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he threw – he went 23 for 47 for 257 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. Uh, Melvin Gordon didn't realize, too. So, he went – oh, actually, he did decent. So, he went 11 for 46. So, he was averaging four yards a carry. Um, and funny enough, Guess who was the number one weapon the last time we played the Raiders? <laughs> Jerry Judy. He went four for sixty-eight. But actually, but Judy, Patrick, and Hamler all did pretty well that game. They all had four receptions, and they were all between fifty to sixty-eight yards. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is a good omen for Jerry Judy this week. I mean. If there's one thing, I mean, I guess if there's two things you want to see um, entering this offseason, it's your your young, promising players just playing their best entering that offseason. That way you can go into, you know, a great note. I don't, I mean, a lot of players or a lot of people are going to kill me over this. I don't care because what's best for the Broncos long term is for them not to win this game. I'm not rooting for them to win or sorry, to lose this game. But if they lose, I mean... It's not the biggest deal. I just want to see a competitive game that showcases our young talent heading into this offseason. And these last stats, last game, is not going to cut it. I mean, you had Melvin Gordon, 
46. You 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 said that, but I mean that is just That's nothing. That is just over 11 yards a quarter. So this guy was shut down and oh, well, I mean, if that if he's uh if he's not going off, you know Lindsay is. No. <laughs> Lindsay had 2 yards. For four four carries for two yards. That's four that's carries. why like when I saw eleven for forty six, I was like, Oh, that actually looks decent compared to everything else we had right. going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean that was last game. We obviously we weren't able to cover that then, but what we are gonna do is cover this game coming forward and what are some things you wanna see before we, we get into you know, weapon of the week and all that kind of stuff. So what are some things you want to see other than Drew Locke? Because all eyes are going to be on Drew Locke. Can he go into this offseason looking like the guy? What are some things you want to see? So, uh, we, I don't think we touched on it. But before this last game, and I may be a little bit off, I believe Jerry Judy only had like four catches over the last three or four games. Something outrageous. So clearly they went into this last game with like, get the ball to Jerry Judy no matter what. Um, and I feel like that's going to carry on even more. So this game, um, just, a, you know, like you said, this is our guy. This is our young, promising number one uh, guy who clearly is having some mental issues. So I think it's just going to be a matter of, I know you said other than Drew Locke, so I don't know if this counts, but I would say the chemistry between the two of them. Um, not necessarily, what was that? Yeah, that works. Okay, yeah. So I, I think not necessarily like, oh, I want to see Drew Locke play amazing. I want to see the chemistry between those two guys start to come alive and compartmentalize. Because um, it's just, I think they're complaining about 40% right now, which is absolutely atrocious. I mean, think about any other team. Think about if Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were completing 40% of their passes. That's basically right. like the equivalent. Well, you know what's great, too, is I would say that Jerry Judy's best comp in the league is Stefan Diggs. Crazy routes, crazy cuts. Um, and once he just gets these hands down, I mean, you're looking at a top five wide receiver. Yes, I said it. Jerry Judy can be that guy. I mean, you're seeing it. He dropped these passes. Yes, that sucked. But the guy was open. So kudos to Drew Locke, too, for not being like, you know what? I can't trust this guy. I, I got to go somewhere else. I'm going yeah. I'm going to start forcing stuff to Tim Patrick. And why didn't he force stuff to Tim Patrick? Because maybe Tim Patrick just was not open. And guess who was? It was Jerry Judy. So and Jerry Judy is still out there doing his job. He's just not <laughs> completing it. Well, and you, I mean, that's part of why I don't understand how someone could root against Drew Locke just from a, like, personnel perspective. I mean, he's, I was reading um, before we started recording, he's, like, on the sidelines trying to talk the guy up. He hasn't, he hasn't said one negative thing about him, despite the fact that, you know, Judy had those tweets earlier in the year. He did, well, you know, like we said, Peyton Manning's not going to throw to someone who's not making Peyton Manning look good. Well, Judy wasn't helping Drew Locke, and he didn't stop him, you know, he didn't, he didn't act as if you know, throwing to Judy was beneath him. He didn't act as if, hey, sorry, you had your shot. Like, it's sorry. Um, he right. just kept going with it. And I, and then after the game, too, he had nothing but positive things to say about him to the media. And I got to give Jerry Judy props for also not wussing out and confronting the media. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to say, but I, I mean, we definitely know some players that have right. not had the balls to do that in a, after a game like that. Yeah. Um, so 
that would be my number one. The number two thing I really want to see happen this game is I want to see Melvin Gordon hit a thousand yards. I didn't even realize how close he was um, until I was looking at it before this game. He needs 107 yards to hit a thousand. Do you think he's going to do it? Ooh, I mean, I would say it depends on if KJ Hamler is going to play in this game. With uh, he still have a, has a concussion symptoms and he's being held of, out of yeah. practice. I don't think. Um, he- but, I mean, if he's not in this game, then you are definitely going to have to lean on your run game a lot more. I mean, that's it's it's difficult just because, one, I mean, you got to take some kind of win out of this season. Yeah, getting yourself a 1,000-yard uh, rusher, um, looking good on offense. Yeah, that all looks great. But um, in the end, I just I, I don't know if, the Raiders are as dumb as I hope they are, where they're looking at it going, okay, well, the Broncos, when they are pulling guards, when they're pulling tackles across the offensive line, they're just working fools, and that's not going to work up against us. So we're just going to load the box, and we'll dare Drew Locke to beat us. I'm not sure if Drew Locke has his full complement of weapons to beat them fully in the air. Um, Maybe if they're, you know, cover two, uh, you get something inside, you start working Noah Fant, but ultimately I, I feel like um, Melvin Gordon and KJ Hamler are kind of tied together. KJ Hamler's in this game, you back your safeties off, you get a little bit of room in the box for that run game. I mean, it doesn't take Melvin Gordon much. I mean, the guy just rips off a 25-yarder super earlier in the game. Now you're looking at, you know, 75 yards spread between, uh, you know, three quarters. So, can he do it? Absolutely. Will he do it? I don't think so. I think Raiders load the box. Um, they know that the Broncos, when the Broncos want to uh, sell out and get the run game going, they can, which is still surprising to me that they haven't. I mean, uh, we saw it earlier in the game, uh, I guess the Carolina game, when, like, again, they were pulling guards up across the line with these trap blocks, with these pull pull blocks. They were incredible. I mean, they were ripping off nine yards, 11 yards a carry. So if they get down to that, they can get back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. Why not? But I don't see that happening in this game. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say yes, he will. Ooh, so does that lend yourself to your weapon of the week? I won't spoil it for you. But <laughs> that being said... Um, Let's go ahead and make these picks. Okay. Now I am. I think you you talk you touched on it. I think they're just gonna be like you know what? I mean, no, these last four games he's averaging over five yards carry. Um, I mean, yeah, his stats when the last time they played weren't great, but he was still averaging over four yards a carry, which isn't bad. Um, yeah. I just think they fell so far back that they were having to emphasize more on the th- the pass game. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they're going to say, what's one good thing we can take away from this season? Melvin Gordon hitting a thousand yards. He's having, and especially too, he won't even be around for the, what, the next, the first four, for three games. It's kind of like, eh, just use him up. He'll have extra time to heal. That sounds I so think- terrible, but I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> like it's the last game of the season, dude, you're going to have an even longer, yeah. uh, season or off season than the rest of us. Get ready for 
25, 30 touches. I, I, I'm not joking. Like, I know that sometimes I just get carried away and I make these, like, super optimistic predictions that I know aren't actually going to happen. I truly believe they're just going to keep handing him the ball and try and get him to 1,000 just so they can hang their heads on something. Right. I think it's going to be get Melvin 1,000, get Drew and, uh, Drew and Jerry on the same page. Break. So who's your weapon of the week and give me your, uh, your prediction. So I am going to pick Melvin Gordon because of everything I just said. I do. I think, um, I think they're going to get him in the passing game a little bit more this time than I couldn't believe last week. I lost money on that. Cause I thought for sure they were going to include him in that. You got me out pumped with your predictions. And I was like, yeah, he'll hit four receptions. Um, anywho, but I think, yeah, no, I think this game, they're just going to be working him. They're going to DeMarco Murray him. Remember that season with the Cowboys where they were just like giving him the ball at every yeah. opportunity until his legs fell off? Yeah, I think, I think that was right before happen. they got uh, Zeke, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And yeah, it was Murray went to, yeah, because he went to the Eagles and then the Cowboys got Zeke. And then what, nothing ended up happening with Murray because they just used him up. Yeah, I mean, the guy was, <laughs> he had no tread on those tires. So. None. Give me your uh, game prediction, too. So I'm going to go 27-24 Broncos. I'm doing oh, it. We, I'm doing it. We we finish on a good note, huh? I think – I mean, think about it, too. And I feel like this always happens. The Raiders always have a good start where people think of them as the dark horse. They pick up some momentum midseason, and they just, by the end, fall apart. And they're at the fall apart stage. Right. And yeah. We've they, already been falling apart. We've already hit rock bottom, and there's potential at our rock bottom. There's still potential for the Raiders to hit an even deeper rock bottom than where they've been at. So I'm I feel optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I think this time around, it's this time around this part of the year when Drew Lock, or I guess sorry, cars. Um, eyeliner starts getting in his eye. So, yeah, maybe that is what it is, and that's why he starts falling off, or they start falling off. But, man, they – they as much as I want to talk up Noah Fant, um, their, their tight end, Darren Waller, he is incredible. If it weren't for Travis Kelsey, he'd be the number one tight end in the entire league. So, um, I mean, the Broncos, they're stuck with either the two best tight ends in the league or they're stuck with – playing the best quarterback in the league. So break. Thank God but, with that was not even need Shelby Harris because his hands in the red zone that right. you know stopping what would be a touchdown and turning them into field goals, that is going to be like I, I was thinking about this earlier today. That is the difference between us getting our ass kicked and us maybe winning these really hard games. Yeah. And like I mean, going forward, that is so necessary. I posted on Twitter about like there's like a good four or five games where I can point to one player on our on our IR that would have made the complete difference in every single game. Yes, yes, and that was a great tweet. As as stupid as this is, I mean Vaughn, you can put him on every every game, and this guy maybe you win the game. Same thing can be safe said for Cortland Sutton, but I didn't post was Shelby Harris missed three games. I mean, that defense was totally different with him not out there. So anyways, let's get let's get back down to it. Um, I'll go with my weapon of the week um, if it has to be a Bronco, because I, I feel like Darren Waller is just going to tear us up. I, 
we can't cover tight ends, and this guy's no. the second best tight end in the entire league. Yeah. Um, right. But I will go with Jerry Judy, um, the guy. Ah, you're going to be. I was debating between the two of no, them. We talked about this. We talked about this with your uh, draft or your draft kings or whatever you're using these days. Uh, we talked about this with your betting. There's no going, ah, I would have done I that. Know. No, no, no. I'm, not say- I'm saying, though, I'm just letting there. you know it was between Melvin Gordon and Jerry okay, Judy. Okay, yeah. And and had I said Tim Patrick, you would have been like, no. Tim Patrick, it was going to be Tim Patrick. No. <laughs> anyway, Jerry Judy, the guy the guy has killed himself over, I'm sure he, he's still just like in his head right now. Um, get out of your head, young man. It's time yeah, to pick nice. up, uh, pick up your lunch pail. It, get out there. Make us all forget about that last game. And honestly, I feel like the Broncos would probably be playing from behind in this game. So that's plenty of opportunities yeah. for um, Drew Locke to be out there slinging it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know if KJ Hamler is out there. Um, this I don't game, think he's so. playing. He's um, when they're not, when it's a concussion and they're not practicing on Wednesday, to me, that's usually like, especially when it comes down to a game that doesn't really matter since we can't make the playoffs. I just, I don't see it but i could be wrong could be yeah wrong. i mean we'll see tomorrow um I, I think tomorrow will be the telling uh telling part of it all if he's out there tomorrow i feel like he plays uh if he's not then uh yeah but concussions are scary like it's just not it's not worth it i mean let's not wes welker this and just rush no. this guy back no. uh, and then he's in the space balls helmet so yeah let's let's try and avoid that yeah i'm going with jerry judy um he's due um he's going to get and see a lot of targets um, based on game script, based on um, available players, and based on the fact that this guy just is due for a redemption game and needs to go into this offseason just looking sharp. Um, I will go 32 to 19. Oh Oakland. my gosh! I, You're a bad fan. I'm I'm just I'm I don't know I mean what have the Broncos shown me the last two two games where I'm like yeah this team is so so close and and our number one cornerback is probably going to be covering Darren Waller well you know oh man it's just, I'm standing by my my decision I'll eat crow next week but oh no I, doubt I, I have faith I have faith I hope you do I hope you do uh, honestly I um I'm, I'm down for a win I'm down for a loss the loss helps them. The win makes me feel better entering the offseason because, I mean, you kick the Raiders' ass. I'm all about it. But um, one thing I did want to touch on, um, what we are, what what I am looking for entering this offseason and in this game is for the offense to look good, look manageable, look um, um, complete, move the football, whatever you got to do. Just look like a competent offense because – your quarterback is up and down. I mean, Drew Locke, um, God love him. The guy has these incredible throws where he, I mean, it was that Hamilton throw where only Hamilton could get it. And then he makes these bonehead throws where, you know, it's, I mean, what are you doing? So if they can start looking like a competent offense and move the ball and it doesn't look like Pat Shermer is going to run on second and 10 for the 50th time, um, that's what I'm looking for in this game. And that kind of leads me into this. Uh, one of these last points is Vic Fangio being brought back next season. Um, I feel like um, 
we're looking at a coach that's not going to change his staff too, too much. Um, mind you, you're, I don't see how Tom McMahon uh, McMahon can save his job, but oh, absolutely not. You know, absolutely crazier not. things have happened. But no. No. Um, Ed Donatel, uh, that's that's a Vic Fangio guy. He you also have to remember um, Ed Donatel was not even here um, for three, what is it, three games I believe due to COVID. So, um, and what can you? This defense has looked incredible when um, in spots. But, I mean, you take off Vaughn, you take off uh, Shelby for three games, you take off Jarrell Casey, Bradley Chubb now, your number one cornerback, your number two cornerback, your number three cornerback. I mean, I can keep going. So this this defense has been depleted and somehow, you know, has stayed um, relatively within um, a puncher's chance of winning the game all by themselves. And then on top of that, I am going to be one of the select few, I'm sure, in Broncos country that wants to see Pat Shermer brought back because oh, I, no, I, do too. I, do too. I, I I can't. We're not going to do this whole um, new offensive coordinator because this guy just wasn't uh, he wasn't as exciting as I wanted him to be or, um, you know, Drew Locke struggles. So it's obviously Pat Shermer's fault. How do we know that? I mean. Mind you, you know, there's smarter talking heads that can um, depict that kind of thing, but how do we know that Drew Locke wasn't supposed to see a different read that Pat Shermer gave him that would have worked, but it didn't because Drew Locke either felt rushed or he just missed the throw entirely. So getting this guy into the same system again, um, not only that, I think it's an advantage um, heading into this offseason where you don't know what it's going to look like with COVID. You don't know... um, if it's going to be cut down again, um, having the same playbook in place, um, in hand where the guys can hit the ground running, um, and having an actual system when you bring in whatever guy you're bringing in, mind you, you know, not bringing too much in that's different. You're bringing in a Jawan James and a Cortland Sutton, um, and then whatever draft pick you, you're bringing in, but I don't, I don't see anyone you're bringing off the streets. That's going to start on this Broncos team over anyone that's already starting. So having that continuity is going to be vital for them entering this off season. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think that's the one thing that there has ever since Peyton Manning left continuity is like the number one thing the Broncos have not had Vaughn Miller. That's, that's the only continuity on the entire, and John LA and on the entire and who? And Brandon McManus. You're right, you're right. Yeah, those are the only... And even then, you can we even say that McManus has been... Um, how, what would the word be? Continuity? How would I phrase that? Consistent. Are hard. Consistent. He's been so up and down that I don't even right. consider him continuity. Well, I, I, don't, uh, I don't put Brandon McManus... Brandon McManus's struggles on Tom McMahon. No, 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 no. the no. coverage is... It's atrocious. It's... It, oh. we, it, it got better and then it just got worse again. So, yes, I understand you are dealing with guys who have never played special teams before sometimes in their uh, their uh, collegiate careers or whatever, what have you. But it's I don't care. It's your job to scheme up to say, OK, well, punt it here, angle it here. We'll go and tackle it here, um, especially on a Vic Fangio team where tackling is so important and getting to your right spot is so important. I don't, I don't see in a, in a team where it's preached game or death by inches, where you're just giving up 
I mean, literal points on special teams. So that very first kickoff of the game, I was, and we basically just gave them three free points. Yeah, it, it's it's not good. I mean, I don't want to call for anyone's job. It's not fair for me because this guy has a livelihood, but it's you got to do better than that. And there's got to be even. Um, well, I mean, there is there is worse out there. I mean, we saw it with the with some of our past special teams, which is why we have a new special teams coordinator. So, yeah, yeah. I hope Atomic Man figures it out. Um, but if he doesn't, I, I wouldn't be crying if he's not here next season. Um, that being said, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to say, there's I just there's no way he's back next season. Oh, we right. can't Fair. stop. We can't defend against kick returns we can't you know return decent kickoffs we can't do any of it it's all bad 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 right and yeah i don't know i mean people like to say like you know your returner is um is out there making the call on himself no i mean he's told hey if it if it's here you do this if it's here you do this and if it looks like this you do this so that's that's again that's coming down from the man above not god but tom mcmahon so um, yeah, we will wrap this one up. Uh, Lindsay picked the Broncos to beat the Raiders to finish this season. <laughs> I, I hope she's right. Uh, we'll talk about how this offseason looks. but um, Maybe I need a fresh start. Like, you know, I feel like the Broncos just cannot wait for this season to end so they can start next season, like, on freshly. I think I need that. <laughs> I, I went off on Twitter last night. I mean, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm a Nuggets guy, too, so the Nuggets just got beat by the Kings. I mean... You don't get beat by the Kings in the NBA. Everyone knows that. And they, it's the second time they've been, been beaten. The Rockies in Colorado are just atrocious. I mean, there's talk about them trading their star player, Nolan Arenado. Um, mind you, I, I've got a second team. I won't talk about that. But in Denver, it is just so rough. So the one thing you are hoping for is some kind of optimism. And I just can't – please let this game be close. I don't, I don't care for a loss – or a win. I'll be rooting for a win. I'm okay with a loss, but just make it competitive, make our guys look good. Um, and let's enter this off season the right way. I, yeah. Uh, I, before we uh, head off, I'm curious though. Uh, we talked about it last week. So for you, did Drew Locke take a step forward, take a step back or just stay where he is? I feel like he, I don't know. I, I, I liked what I saw. Um, how many points were taken off the board? Because I'm sorry, Jerry Judy just dropped the ball. I mean, he literally <laughs> dropped. He literally dropped ten points worth of balls. Yeah. If maybe nine, if we're not counting uh, Brandon McManus kicking an extra field goal or kicking an extra point. But we're talking about nine points that, and he lost by three. So, yeah. are we talking about Drew Lock um, bad this game um, today? I don't. I don't feel like anyone is. If they're watching the game tape, um, you saw what Drew Locke can be. Um, again, he hits Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy catches that in the end zone. We're talking about over 300 yards and a touchdown, um, and beating a rival. And you're, you know, uh, painful. yeah. So, so painful uh, to listen to. <laughs> again, it, it hurts. But I mean, it, luckily, uh, luckily Vic's coming back. Um, maybe Drew will have some competition entering this off season or exiting the off season. Um, I, I liked what I saw. I, I don't feel like he took a step back. I don't feel like he took a giant leap forward either. Um, but he showed some progress and I'll take that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm the same. Awesome. Well, 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and make sure that you follow um, Miss Lindsay at at Lindsay Bebo on Twitter. And make sure you follow Broncos Brawl at Broncos Brawl on Twitter and Broncos Brawl Podcast on Instagram, as well as myself, the underscore Broncos. Uh, guys, let's let's finish this one up strong. Let's go Broncos. Yes, yes, and and let's celebrate the end of 2020. Oh God! Yes, can't come fast enough. No. We will, Lindsay. I'll see you next year. That is the lamest joke, but I will see you next year. Sounds good.